Hello, everyone, and welcome to Chits and Chat. I am Kaz Gable. I'm Alex Cruzy. And today we are going to not a world, just a destination of um, We're going to animals. a watering hole. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. I didn't realize that was the theme. That makes total sense. <laughs> All right, we're going to the watering hole, the old watering hole. And based on the characters in this game, I'm assuming it is an African watering hole. or it is. Perhaps the plains of the Serengeti. Uh, in the game Kariba, uh, Kariba is a two to four player game. Uh, it plays in about 15 minutes. It's rated at six plus, And this time the community agrees with that. I would say that's about right. I'd say six is kind of the age where kids start being able to engage in... Um, you know, higher strategy, not high strategy, but higher strategy than just uh, very simple, basic games. Uh, and the weight is 1.07. So this game was designed by the god himself, Rainier Kinesia. He blessed <laughs> Our, us with this game. With this presence. This came down from upon high. And uh, <laughs> the art was done by Felix Kindelon and published by Goliath Games. Uh, this is a really simple, obviously, because it's a 1.07 weight, but this is just a really simple, um, I don't know, what would you call the core mechanism here? Set collection? Uh, in a, in a way, it's, it's creating sets via a, a public, uh, tableau, I guess. It's not like a private set collection. It's like a public set collection type thing-ish. I don't know. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> something like that. Yeah, it's 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 interesting. It's very simple. It's when I when we first started playing, I was like, oh okay. Where you're explaining the rules, I was like, oh okay, all right. This seems kind of like a sort of a mindless game, but or a game you could play while not really thinking about it. But there is um, a really interesting, quick uh, strategy here, especially as, as the two player version or the playing with two players. It's uh, it kind of reminds me of like the speed of someone who kind of once you get used to it, the speed with someone who knows how to play backgammon, you know, you kind of play, right. you're paying attention and you're strategizing, but you can play it at a pretty decent speed. And it was really nice. I don't think we've played one recently, but you can kind of just click, clack, click, clack as once you get used to the game and, and really sort of play it quickly. Uh, but uh, yeah, this is, there's a couple versions of this game out there. I, the one that we played is the one that we played, the one that you have. Yes. It's the one published by Helvetique or however you pronounce that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and that one's um, just a really – I love the art style on that one, the um, the kind of a pastel colors of the backgrounds and the animals are – oh, it kind of look like um, – uh, what do you call it? Uh, ve- not pixel art, vector drawing uh, illustrations. Yeah, vector so, drawings. So they, uh, they really did a great job overall here. But let's talk about actually how we play it, and then we'll get more into the details of what we think about the game itself. Okay. Uh, and I just noticed, I was looking through some of the pictures. Some of the older ones, they change what cards are. I think it goes up to nine. In this deck, oh. there's a deck of cards. Uh, the the one I have goes up to eight. Uh, there are 64 cards in it, and so there are eight of every single number in this deck. Uh, it gets shuffled. Uh, also, in this particular one, there is a the watering hole that you build uh, is tiny little puzzle pieces uh, that make an octagon shape so that you know uh, the arrangement of numbers one through eight because where you put these cards is based on what number is on them so you will place the twos in the two spot the threes in the three spot the eights in the eight spot so needing to know where to place everything is important 
If you happen to have the older one, I believe it goes up to nine, and there's a spot for each of those. It is not an octagon. It is some weird circle thing with weird finger things sticking out of it, so the yeah. card's actually attached. I don't, I don't understand it. <laughs> yeah. It, I can see why that one <laughs> was not included in the reprint. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, the, the deck of cards is shuffled up. Each person draws five cards. Uh, that is your hand limit for the rest of the game. Uh, starting with, I'm assuming in this case, probably the youngest player, but it doesn't really matter. Uh, they will choose to play a number of their cards. When they play cards from their hand, uh, as I mentioned, whatever number they choose, they will place the, that number or numbers in that uh, spot. So if they choose to place uh, three, the three-numbered card, uh, they will place it in the three slot, essentially, around the watering hole. Uh, when you place cards, you may only place one number type, so you couldn't place twos and threes. You can place threes, and you can place as many threes as you have, though you don't have to. If you have more, you can place less. So if you had three threes, you could decide to place just one of them, or you could decide to place two of them, uh, or you could place all three at one go if you wanted to. Uh, obviously, you couldn't play more because then you would have more, wouldn't you? Just going over weird <laughs> logic stuff now. Anyway, uh, you will place those on, on the discard spot if, after placing your cards, that location has three or more cards at it, then you will look down the line, so on, on the lesser number, so if you placed in the six spot and there are at least three sixes on that spot, uh, then you will look at the next uh, filled space, so if the fives have anything in it, you'll look there, but if the fives are empty, then you look to, to the four and so on and so forth, uh, down to one, you don't go past one. Uh, if there is anything in the first available spot, or you basically look in the next available spot and you take all of the cards at that location. They do not go into your hand. They basically go into a separate scoring pile. You just flip them over and put them in front of you. Uh, so if the next spot in my example case, if the fives had cards and if there were two fives, you take all of those fives. So you take those two fives. You've just scored two points because every card in this game is worth a single point. If the fives were empty, you'd look down to the fours. If, say, where there were seven fours, you'd get all seven of those fours. Uh, and then we continue on. And again, reminder, it is after you've placed if there are three or more. So if you just placed a single card and there were already six there, that means you add a seventh. That means, hey, guess what? You get to take all of the next grouping's cards. Uh, so you don't have to place all three of them. Uh, and it doesn't have to be exactly three. It's just as long as you place it and there are three or more cards there. It doesn't matter how many you place, just as long as the end result is that. Uh, there is one small hitch, which is the ones. The ones seem to get absolutely nothing. Uh, the ones in this particular case are mice, uh, and the eights in this particular case are uh, elephants. And as we all know, elephants are afraid of mice. So <laughs> if if there are three or more mice when you place mice, uh, then you will take all of the elephants. But you will not look further down the line. So if the elephants are empty, you would not go to the sevens, which I believe are rhinos. Rhinos don't care about mice. So the ones only take the eights. Uh, this continues on going around and around. After, you, after you've placed your cards and possibly taken anything for point scoring, you will draw back up to five cards. Uh, and then after that, it goes to the next person's turn. And this continues round and round until the deck that you are drawing from runs out. In which case, once the deck runs out, the game ends. Uh, and once the game ends, uh, that is scoring. So you, whoever has the most total scoring points wins the game. And there we go. 
That is Kariba, and the scoring is just the amount of cards. Not, uh, I don't. Uh, yeah, the says, value has nothing but, to do with it. Yeah, the number is, yeah, it's meaningless. Just the amount of animals that you've collected. Uh, and yeah, that is the game. So it's a very simple and easy to pick up structure and mechanisms. Um, I'd say definitely a, a, an entry game for anybody or a game that widely appeals or is accessible to people of varying ages and experiences. <clears throat> but um, yeah, Kariba, I really like this game. This was a fun one. I, I didn't have. Kind of like I said, when you were doing the rules, I was like, "Oh, okay, you know, sounds pretty straightforward, <laughs> and but pretty simple." But I really got into it. I, I have to say, I really like this game. I think the combination of the art style and the way it looks on the table, uh, I think that really helps. And then the sort of quick mechanism or the quick play of this really, really got got uh, got me into it because I think we played we ended up playing three games, right? Uh, yes one after another and uh, you know they're quick they don't take very long but um uh yeah i just i just really really like this one so you've played this more than i have what's your experience playing kariba um it's a really it's a really simple game to get on the table really easy um it plays up to four i believe i could be completely wrong on that but i'm pretty yes. sure it's, yes, it's it does, four yeah. uh and so it it plays pretty decently with four. You're you're less strategizing with four and just kind of like just trying to do the best you can and not accidentally give someone a bunch of stuff. Uh, and so it's the fewer people there are, the more you can kind of plan ahead and be like, all right, I'm going to set this up here and then I hope I can get this stuff here and hopefully nothing gets put in the way there. And the way you're trying to like pick what you do uh, is more meteor especially in the two-player game you definitely you're just up against one person so you don't have to kind of wait down the line things don't happen in between your turns where you're just like oh man two two people down the line and everything got screwed up no it's just one other person so only one other person can screw you up aka one other person can really uh mess with the field so you just kind of have an expectation of all right things aren't going to change that much but if they do i also can have maybe other plans in the mix type of a thing which i mean it's a really nice game it flows really well and i i do like that there is strategy um a lot of the helvetique games uh, i have a few of them there isn't that much strategy in them uh i think one of them is just like strictly dice based or they're luck based based off of what you draw this has a little bit of luck based off of what you draw because you know you, you can never be certain of what numbers you get but you can really kind of pick out, all right, I'm going to just place, even though I have uh, two ones, I'm just going to place one of the ones. Or maybe I'll just hold on to both ones and I'm going to wait until someone else plays a one and then I can nab all the eights. So you're kind of like hunching in wait. Just be like, all right, as soon as someone plays that four, I can place these other two fours, even though I have three fours, and then I'll grab those. And then on the next turn, I'll place the other four as long as those fours are still there. And I can grab the next one down the line as long as <laughs> my opponent doesn't put something in the way down the line. And then I can grab those six twos that are just sitting there the whole time. And so like, it is... It, there are definitely moments. There were plenty of times where you and I were playing, and I was just like, okay, I'm going to do this. And then you do something to screw everything <laughs> up. Either you'd play the thing that I was about to play. So you'd play the, oh, yeah, I'm going to play a seven and grab all these sixes. And I'm like, but I was going to play my seven. No. <laughs> or it was those moments of like, all right, now I can just play my six on the next turn. And then you'd place one five. So I couldn't grab the three fours that were sitting there. And I'm just like, oh, God. Just one turn, like, why did you have to place it there every time? And so, that, I mean, that's also a defensive strategy you can take and go, oh, you know, what? there's a lot of those there, and there's a lot 
down the line, I think I'm going to throw something in the middle just in case they have the sixes. So there's both offensive and defensive strategies going on in this game, which is really interesting. Uh, the other thing is how many cards you draw, because you only draw as many cards as you've played. So there may be times where you're like, you know what, Those, that eight, there's, there's so much to be gained by getting eight cards. And if I could just get one more eight card, I'm just going to, even though I'm not going to get anything for it, I'm going to play both of my twos just so I draw two cards rather than one card, and maybe I'll draw into that eight I need. Kind of that uh, that quirkle mentality of, all right, if I can just get this blue diamond type of a thing. Right, uh, right. And so it, it there's a lot to go for this game, and I really like it. It's surprisingly interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that that um, balance of, like, you, uh, that last mechanism you mentioned, where the more cards I throw out, the more options I'll get back, and suddenly it'll expand. Especially I've been kind of stuck with these, you know, two or three cards that I really, I have great spots for, but I just don't have the extra card that i need to start this strategy in earnest so um yeah no it's so really surprised at how how uh interactive engaging this game was i kind of thought it would be like just war you know you put a card down then i put a card down i put a card down down. but it really does require you to think about okay if i put this down then they're going to do this maybe and they might have that other card um so yeah really surprised and of course i would you imagine anything less from a renier kinesia game but uh uh, yeah, Kariba is pretty great. I definitely recommend checking this one out. It's um, it's really good too if you have kids. I think that there is they can engage with the strategy um, earlier on when they're younger. But it definitely is one that I enjoyed as an adult, and I think that a lot of adults would enjoy playing too, even with kids. Like as they grow, they're going to be able to engage in the strategy at a much deeper level, of course. So let's talk about it uh, in a takeout setting. So Kariba is going to be pretty easy to take out. It's um, a central tableau type of game. The watering hole, which I did not recognize as a watering hole because it's kind of abstract until Alex just mentioned it, is uh, there in the middle of the table there is going to be a, uh, a ring that you put together. It's like puzzle connections that you put together, and it just has a ring with numbers on it. And so the numbers are the slots where the cards of that specific number are going to fall. It helps you recognize, oh, this this shoes away this, this or, uh, this animal scares away this animal, this animal scares away this animal. Um, and uh, in the size of it, though, I we played the digital version around Tabletop Simulator. So what would the size of the game be, would you say? How, how much space would that take up? It's, the cards are pretty small. The, the deck is pretty small. It's going to take up a little bit of space just because it's it's in this form factor. You can't – I mean, I guess you could make it a line, but then, you know, what's the fun in that? So yeah. I would say, uh, you know, table-wise, it's probably going to take up maybe a, a little over a foot square. Okay. I would say maybe yeah. 14 inches by 14 inches. Sure. That makes sense. Um so you're going to have that in the center of the table, and then in front of you, you're going to have your hand of five cards. Uh, and then as the game progresses, you're going to be growing your collection of um, scoring cards. And that'll just be placed somewhere off to the side, wherever they need to be to uh, fit in front of you. So the game itself, I don't know. I mean, this one is its small and it's card-based. I feel like it could pass the pizza test, but I definitely f- feel like if you have four people... Um, there's enough direct interactivity. Each player needs to interact with the central tableau directly. And so I feel like it's, it'd be, you know, 
a central meal is really going to be hard, I think, with this one. Uh, it's doable, but it's not as easily doable as a lot of other games we have. I would say most likely this is a, definitely a game you can have a meal around or eat or some drinks, but a big pizza in the middle of the table is kind of going to get in the way of the game flowing easily. Yeah. The, um, thing, the thing with this game is it plays fast enough that I think this is much more of a we'll play this before the pizza comes type of a game. I think. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, and so it could be a race <laughs> as, soon as, you order, <laughs> as soon as you order your pizza. See how many games of Creepy you can get in. <laughs> yeah. Once the pizza hit the table, the game's over. That's the it. The game's ends. So whoever's <laughs> leading at the time wins. <clears throat> um, or you could just play it around the pizza as a giant. So instead of a watering hole, the animals are coming to eat a giant pizza. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That'd be really funny. Love it. <laughs> um, but uh, but other than that, you know, the, the footprint on the table is pretty small. So despite it being hard to play with a central meal, it is really easy to play because the front, the area in front of you is just your hand and then the scoring cards, which don't have to be in any certain order. Um, they can just be kind of tucked off to the side. And I don't think, I, I wonder, is it in the rules that you have to be clear on what you've, how many cards you have? Uh, as in how many cards are left in the deck or how many, oh, no, how many you know, cards you've scored? Yeah. You know, some I'm games... not certain. I would assume what you've scored is public knowledge, but I, I can't be certain. Yeah. So I guess you wouldn't have to splay it out, but if someone asks, you'd be like, oh, I've got this many. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so anyway, really easy to take out. It, it packs up in a small box. The box itself is, I don't think it's pocket size, but it definitely fits in a coat pocket maybe or um, a purse or a bag or something like that really easily. The presentation on the table, like I said before, I keep going off on this, and it's so simple, but I just really like it. I, I just It's such a nicely done game it's it's very simple minimalist um, um, images and and color schemes but the color schemes just really go well with each other and it's also very very clear it helps to clarify um what animal is what so you know if you're putting zebras down you're putting orange cards down if you're putting giraffes you're yellow ostriches are green um and then of course the numbers are the most important thing to know what what scares away what animal but the colors make it very easily to recognize which card is which and there's not a, there's no colors that are like wait is that a purple or a yeah. chartreuse you know i mean it's a it's it's a i, I don't know if those colors are even, is, man. i don't either as soon as i said it i was like is that close to purple i don't know <laughs> there's a lilac and then there's a purple and <laughs> which one is the is the elephant <clears throat> So it's just a really easy and fun game to engage with, and it looks nice on the table. Who is it for and who is it not for? I think it's for anyone who really likes games, I think, would get a kick out of this. The only thing I feel is um, an inhibitor or something that people would give them pause is that, you know, this is a light game. And heavy, heavy gamers who don't like cute games like this (laughs) might turn up their noses at it. But it would be to their detriment because this is a really well-designed system and plays very quickly and it's easy to jump into. You go through it fast, and then definitely a game where you feel like, oh, let's do that again. I feel like I'm getting handed it because there are more than, or there's several ways to approach the game and think about the game, and so or, or while you're playing the game to think about your turn. And so you really think like, man, okay, I'm going to try doing this this time and see how that affects the game structure. It's one of those games. Um, so I don't know. I can't think of anything else that would be pretty, pretty big turnoff. Can you think of anything off the top of your head? No, not really. It's it's just a really good small footprint slash small in-depth game. If you're looking yeah. for something just to kind of fill some time, it is a great game. Um, yeah. If 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 you're looking for something meteor, don't don't. It's not something you're going to be looking for. So that's really the thing. Uh, yeah. 
And by the way, chartreuse is a yellowish green color. Oh, not uh, even close to purple. <laughs> not even close. Also, it's a liqueur as well. Is it uh, really? Yes. Yes. It has a very huh. strong characteristic taste. It is very sweet, <laughs> but becomes both spicy and pungent. <laughs> pungent. <laughs> pungent is not, I don't know if you want, pungent is the description for your <laughs> liquor. <laughs> Mmm, pungent. <laughs> Is that a positive or not? Adjective? I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> and burns in a good way. Um, oh, interesting. All right. Yeah, I don't know why I thought chartreuse was a shade of red or something. I would have thought so, too. Although I think any anything that I don't know what the color is when it's a color, I think it's just a, like a reddish color. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, me too. <laughs> oh, it's got to be some sort of red. Um, there's a lot of greens though, like puce, um, there's others that I'm trying to think of that I think green has a lot of greens and yellowish greens have a lot of names, but that's a sidetrack. <laughs> so let's get back to Kareva. That's on our other podcast. <laughs> our other, yeah, we <laughs> color me bad. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah. Okay. Would your mom like this game? I think your mom would get a kick out of this game. I think it, it, uh, you know, big hit against it for no dice. But it plays quick. Um, there's there's definitely some decisions to be made here, but they're not, you know, it's not like I, I've got to really build to these decisions and and figure out my end game scoring plan. You know, it, it's it's fast and it's fun, and um, there's a lot of uh, oh darn it moments in this game, and a lot of victory moments too. And you can get that long stack of threes that have been building up forever, and it's and you finally get the giraffe or whatever the higher card played, and you get them all it's like oh glorious day so i bet your mom would really like this game uh, what do you think oh oh glorious day oh glorious day <laughs> uh i think you i think you hit the nail on the head there i i think she would love this game uh everything you said she, there's things she can interact with there's not a ton of strategy or at the very least you don't need to use strategy to do well in this game there's a there's a lot of luck in it as well uh, so she doesn't have to be going well i don't know the best thing to do she can kind of feel it out you can kind of sense all right i'm just gonna do this and hope this works out for me so yeah i think i think she would really enjoy this one yeah nice um all right there we go that is kariba we did it <clears throat> um is there any other well we talked about the version so <clears throat> the mo- the most recent version is the one that we are talking about and that you'll find on the shelves. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, did you buy this at a game store? It, it were, have you seen it? I actually got it at a grocery store. Oh, uh, well, there we go. I, yeah, I know. Uh, so it's it's very small form factor. So there's a lot of places you might find this. Uh, it's if if you're thinking about the if you've played any Oink games like Deep Sea Adventure or Insider, it's basically that shape of box. So it's very tiny. Uh, although I think there might be slightly larger versions in some different countries. Uh, it looks like the Argentinian one might be slightly bigger. Uh, but anyway, it's uh, it's you can find it pretty much. I haven't seen it at Target or anything like that. But then again, it's small. Maybe I maybe I looked over it. I don't know. So yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I'll have to keep my eyes up for it. I feel like that like the box the box looks familiar to me or the coloring, but I never really noticed it so maybe i maybe i have seen it somewhere but i haven't seen it on um uh the store shelves but i wonder yeah basically if you're in a game store they usually have an uh, a location or an end aisle that tends to have like really tiny games look in there uh and you'll probably find it along with a bunch of other <clears throat> helvetique games that they have 
Uh, I think I own two other ones, Hippo and Bandito, although I think there's also a Bandita as well, which is a similar mm. game, just with the female protagonist. For the ladies. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Miniature Market. A lot of online game stores have it, too. So Miniature Market, and uh, I'm sure game nerds are... Um, I don't know what cool stuff. Cool stuff is in a weird spot right now with <laughs> what is actually selling and not selling. But... Um, but yeah, I think Miniature Market has it listed at like eleven, don't no, twelve bucks. I would definitely say that's worth your money, and especially if you're getting a couple other games and can offset the shipping there. Um, yeah, twelve bucks is great. You'll you'll get your money's worth out of this game for sure for twelve dollars. So yeah, check out Kariba. And uh, all right, how are we going to end this episode? I don't I don't know. It's been I feel it's for those who who don't understand how podcasts work. It has been a long time since we've recorded because of the whole. <laughs> Uh, uh, winter break and all this stuff and things have just been kind of getting in the way so it's between the last whatever got posted last time and this one it's been a long time since we recorded so I don't know what do you you want to do we did alliteration last time Uh, let's see I feel like we would be hard pressed to rhyme Kariba (laughs) and so uh, uh, let's do alliteration again. Let's do that. Oh, boy. I cannot see this going well. <laughs> yeah. <me either. laughs> uh, okay. So our rules for alliteration are it has to be a cop, uh, coherent sentence. We have to start, obviously, with the same um, sound letter sound. Is it is that the letter here? Because it's a K sound, which could also be a C sound. Right. Is it just the sound, or does it also have to have the same letter? Does it need to be the K exactly? I think doesn't. Uh, I think and, alliteration and also is make the K sound because it can't be like knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's got to make the sound. I think I believe alliteration is the, is the letter itself or the, just the sound the letter makes. So I'm going to call it and say that as long as it's a hard K sound. K um, sound. All right. We can uh, keep it. an open alliteration def- definition, I guess. <laughs> right, yeah. We play fast and loose here with alliteration, not chit chat. <laughs> <laughs> We're the bad boys of the alliteration crowd. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so let's do that. Okay, so the, it's got to be make a, comp- a coherent, as close as possible, coherent sentence. At least a log- there's a logic to it if it's possible. Um, if we lose the logic, the sentence ends. And also, if we just can't come up with a word to follow that logic or a word at all, the sentence sentence ends. What is our record for alliterative sentence? We've gotten to like eight We've only done two. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine was one. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Eleven is our, our record. Um. Okay, eleven. Wow, that's pretty good. So yeah, yeah there's no way we're going to beat that. Yeah, Kariba. Because the other thing we although, have to do is we have to. Start although in with honesty, the, the 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 eleven one makes almost it, as close to as illogical as you can get with making having a little bit of logic. To it. <laughs> that's all we demand. That's all we require. Uh, and also, we have the caveat: if you need to throw in one of those tiny words like the or two, I'm fine with a few prepositions in there. Yeah, if if, if need be. Yes. We will try to do without, but it was our allowed <clears throat> just for coherence. Uh, Kariba is going to be hard because I think the other two we started with were either – what were the other two? Do you have it right there? Uh, furnace and Abandon All Artichokes. So we started Furnace with Furnace and Abandon All Artichokes with Artichokes. So we can start with Kariba. 
And I don't even know what Kariba means. I'm assuming it's a reference to some African I'm word. just going to assume it's a proper noun of some sort. So it's okay. a name. It's a name. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. I'm assuming it's someone's – yeah, someone named their child Kariba, and that's who we're talking about. That's All right. a horrible name for a kid. It's like, it's like you're expecting him to do things wrong. Kariba. Kariba. Ah. It's a good name to like shout out in frustration. Kariba. <laughs> well, Kariba. All right. Do you want to go first or should I go first? All right. So Kariba can. Okay. Kariba can craft. Uh, kilns? <laughs> Kriba can craft kilns quickly. Oh, I did not see that coming. <laughs> um, causing. <laughs> causing corruption. Candidly? <laughs> All right. Causing corruption. Candidly. To kids. Oh shoot, I did two there. Sorry, I meant to do <laughs> just the one. I'll pull that back. You you can do the next one. Two. That's my two. <laughs> no, you can say two kids. That's fine. Okay, two kids. Two, two kids. <laughs> <laughs> okay, get too excited. Okay, so Kariba can craft kilns quickly, causing corrupt corruption candidly to kids. Cupping. <laughs> Uh, uh, cubs, <laughs> like little animals, in cubes. <laughs> uh, questionably, questionably. <laughs> there we go. I think. Good luck with that one. <laughs> I panicked. I got nothing. That, that I feel like that's the <laughs> right, end that's of the pretty, sentence right there. I'm, I'm as happy we got that far Ed, with Kariba. So, so all right, Kariba what, so what can do we craft to... kilns quickly, causing corruption candidly to kids cupping cubs in cubes <laughs> questionably. <laughs> this is a yeah. What is Kariba doing with these kids <clears throat> with and these cubs? All right, I'm pretty good with that. That's, that's uh, thirteen. That's hey. I didn't see the cues coming in there. When you did quickly, I'm like, whoa, yeah, that, that makes that noise. <laughs> I think, I don't know. That's, yeah, that's kind of off the, the more I think of it, that's sort of like a little uh, adjacent from the hard case out, but we'll take it. Um, I think we had a rule, too, about, like, the uh, prepositions, too. I think we said, like, no more than two, which we only had two here, so. Yeah, we had I two and in. Yeah, I think we did, uh, I, think we, I think we fell in line there. All right, well, there we go. That is Kariba. And uh, definitely go check this one out. It's really – it's great. It's a fun little game. It really lends well to um, the point of this series, which is, of course, taking games you can take out. And um, I, I, uh, I, I'm also always on the lookout, too, for games, like you mentioned before, that you can play before your order arrives. Like you just get to the restaurant and you're hanging out, and then you just play a quick game or two. And then uh, when the order arrives, then you're done. But this one definitely fits that and is a great filler game all around. So check out Kariba. Uh, and you can let us know your thoughts about Kariba in a couple different ways. You can, of course, go to Twitter and Instagram at Chits and Chat. You can follow us there, or you can go to our podcast hosting page, eavesdrop.com, and scroll down to the Chits and Chat page and fill out our comment form. We'd love to hear from you. And until next time, guys, thanks for listening, and we will catch you on the next episode. Bye. <laughs>